0: Welcome to the next episode of Strategize to Succeed. Selectively applying the strategies which we discuss each week will help you as you progress from conditions to opportunities to successes. Today's episode discusses how to benefit the most when deciding to create your New Year's resolutions. It seems that every year, right after we have completed the shopping and returning marathons. We are urged by sadistic do-gooders to scrap our habits, preparation, and perhaps even our lives, and replace them with an endless array of good intentions, which will fix everything which we have been doing wrong. Unfortunately, studies have shown that most of these resolutions have been thrown to the side of the road and disposed of without a second glance by February. Just a month after undertaking a pivot to our attitude and actions, we have given up the effort. And from February through December, if we choose to give any thought to our failed resolutions, we may wonder what went wrong. Why can't we commit to doing something good for ourselves and perhaps others For more than four or five weeks, we are left disappointed, frustrated, and with a dent in our self-confidence. With that rather bleak picture in front of us, I believe that it is time to revamp the concept of the New Year's Eve resolution and learn to make it work for us and not against us. The concept of a resolution should not be undertaken as a burden, resulting from a drunken stupor. It is meant to take a combination of elements and sort them, giving them some direction to help us move forward in a more productive manner. According to Merriam-Webster, the word resolution has numerous diverse applications, literature, civics, pathology, chemistry, and geometry. However, the first three definitions of resolution refer to the, quote, act of analyzing a complex notion into simpler ones, close quote, quote, the act of answering or solving, close quote, and quote, the act of determining, close quote. These three definitions have in common the notion of taking a mixed group of elements, sorting them out, and reducing them to a simpler combination. In that process, clarity becomes evident, and with newfound untangling, it becomes possible to reveal a path for greater productivity. That is the basis for resolution not berating, chastising, or being unrealistically aspirational. So now that your perspective has perhaps shifted a bit, let's consider what you might want to achieve with your New Year's resolution. First, define which area of your life or business arena you want to focus on in a resolution. Is it weight loss, leadership development, regular savings? They seem to be very different issues, but there is something in common. The bulk of the results will not be evident during a month's time. That means that the likelihood is that the resolution will have fallen by the wayside by February, before anything even begins to happen. So I have a suggestion. Stop making an annual New Year's Resolution. The likelihood is that whatever good intentions you have in January are not going to survive for 12 months. Therefore, stop tormenting yourself. Instead, break up your resolution's benchmark accomplishments into your version of a 12-step program. One level for each month of the year. Referring back to our three resolution examples, consider that you would like to lose 25 pounds in a year. Roughly that divides into 2 pounds a month or a half pound a week. If you think in terms of 25 pounds in a year, how you plan to accomplish that goal becomes too indefinite. But if you focus on 2 pounds in a month, or a half pound a week, it seems like such a minute goal that it can be accomplished with barely a minimum of angst. Even the resolution of leadership development, which is not mathematically based, can be broken down into manageable bites. Determine the body of skills which are important to you in the development of a strong leader then focus on a different one of those skills each month and concentrate on honing in on enhancing the limited skills which you want to strengthen. Many people make a clear distinction between personal resolutions and business resolutions. That's fine if the process works for you. However, I've always taken the approach that we were human beings before we were business tycoons. As a result, I have tended to create resolutions which are valid 24-7, regardless of my daily activities. However, in entrepreneur.com, Brandon Penna offered his selection of eight new year's resolutions for your business endeavors. I will share them with you now and I think that you will recognize the parallels between successful resolutions for business and personal growth. The first resolution offered is to, quote, get your business processes down on paper, close quote. Mr. Penna directed his comments to writing down documents and procedures to help your staff. I think that it's important to expand this approach to all aspects of one's life. Write things down with pen and paper so that your brain is not distracted and is available to think up new ideas. That means write to-do lists, write ideas, write down anything to which you are giving attention. The next resolution is to quote, learn to delegate and do more of it, close quote. Again, this applies to both your business and your life. Keep in mind that your most valuable asset is your time. And each person has exactly the same number of hours each and every day. So the only way to get more time is to figure out how to use it more effectively in all aspects of your life. And sometimes that means hiring someone else to do something which you could do, but which would be more costly if you used your time for that task, rather than for something else of greater value. The third resolution offered is, quote, to get up to speed on online marketing innovation, close quote. I would broaden that concept and suggest that it is important to gain exposure with any online applications, which may have a positive impact on your home or business life. That is not to say that social media should occupy the vast majority of your day, but there are practical online tools which may be of assistance to your productive development. The fourth resolution advocated for your business is to, quote, develop a performance management system, close quote. Essentially, this process suggests that goals should be developed and then detailed programs should be put into place to bring them to fruition. The fifth resolution is to, quote, drop what's not working and move on, close quote. At one time or another, in any number of environments, we have each stayed too long in an effort to make something which is not working into our next success that applies to people or projects in personal or professional settings. Stop trying to make the proverbial square peg fit in the round hole. There is a difference between giving full effort to a situation and going too far to make something work, which clearly will not succeed. The sixth resolution is to, quote, try out some new tools, close quote. I view this approach as a corollary to the third resolution to explore online marketing innovation. The point is to take your head out of the sand. There are always new approaches being developed. Now not all of them are terrific and not all of them apply advantageously to your needs. But always keep your eyes open. You may see something interesting. The seventh resolution is to, quote, clean up your place of business, close quote. Being realistic, that resolution applies to every aspect of one's life. That's not to say that you need Marie Kondo or that you must keep something only if it brings you pleasure. But if you surround yourself with a clean, organized environment, It will help to enable you to structure a more productive thought process. The final resolution cited by Mr. Penna is to quote, give back, close quote. The idea is to be a better neighbor in the community by supporting other local businesses and residents with time, money, and resources. There are two unifying threads running throughout these resolutions. Each concept can apply to us as individuals or in our roles as business people. And secondly, these resolutions do not need to start on January 1 and end on December 31. They can each start and stop in a time frame of your choosing and last for as long as you see fit. Perhaps a good way to evaluate a New Year's resolution and its appropriateness for your lifestyle is to consider it within the context of the acronym SMART. SMART was developed as a way in which to evaluate a goal and its application. After all, what is a New Year's resolution if not another name for a goal? So, whether you called a New Year's resolution or a goal Think about these parameters, be specific about the details, include measurable standards to evaluate your progress, make certain that your goals are attainable, create relevant goals which are not blocked by impediments, and structure the goals to be time bound with specific deadlines and benchmarks. Your New Year's resolution is nothing more than an external motivator applied to encourage you to set goals for yourself. If you are not ready or prepared, these resolutions can add stress and frustration to your life and certainly are not likely to be successfully achieved. However, if you recognize what constitutes a resolution and you have prepared the boundaries for its operation. You were in a much stronger position to succeed and to benefit from the action taken. And this time, if you stop following your resolution in February, it will be because you have chosen to, not because it just happened. Now, a brief administrative matter. As the year comes to an end, Your mentor will be refreshing her mindset over the next two weeks. Our podcast will resume with new episodes on the second Tuesday in January. Have a safe and happy holiday season. Together, we will make 2022 even more productive. Thank you for sharing your time today. Remember your application of strategic decision-making approaches can result in more beneficial outcomes for you, both professionally and personally. Why not turn that process into your opportunity?